ghetto to ghetto, the backyard to yard. I sell it with my will. It's off the hard. I'm the neighborhood pusher. Call me some What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, like Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. You're tuned in here to the Wednesday edition of the Sports Grind presented by Dosekis, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And the first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether they're auto, life, home, or renters. And he can find the cheapest rate out there for you because he represents over 40 different carriers. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 1-800-707-9760. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines as usual. All right, feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show or we're discussing today, if you want to give your opinion, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the long segments and the long breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, if you need to follow me on Twitter or send me a message, you can do that at SportsGrind. And also, if you want to stream the show live and leave comments, and I can respond to those, I'll try to in real time, um, you can log on to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, or you can log on to my personal page and you can leave comments. And like I said, if I don't respond to in real time, I'll try to comment or respond to them later. And if you ever miss any of the daily episodes live, you can always go to Sports Grind online dot com where you can download the daily podcast every day. One eight hundred seven oh seven nine seven sixty. What's up, Jonas? You ready ready to go? Yes sir, ready to rock and roll. All right. We got Mr. Sam filling in today for for Barley, right? What's up, Sam? fellas? How we doing? What's up, man? Miss you too much. I know you've been out and heard about the promotion you got. So congratulations on that. Well, much appreciated. Uh, yeah, man. So um, Sam's with the spin of the one and twos today. So yeah, we've got some things to get to uh, today. Of course, uh, we're going to be joined in top of the next hour by Greg Bale. Uh, he's a writer for the Seahawk News. Um, you know, also for their Tribune up in Washington. Uh, he covers, of course, the Seattle Seahawks, but we'll be getting his thoughts on really the landscape of the NFC West and ask him what's kind of how camp's been and, you know, Pete Carroll situation. So we'll be joining him here uh, in the next uh, top of the next hour. You also got so, uh, UTSA's own Tariq Woolen up there, too. Yeah, I've heard He's had an things. impressive camp. So yeah, I've heard the local. Yeah, the local guys have really talked him up and talked about what he's uh, been producing early on in camp. So we'll definitely get Greg's uh, thoughts in on that. Um, also, uh, other things continue to roll on. Uh, baseball, of course, we're going toward the pennant. Uh, my volume of games have really picked up in regards to me paying attention to stuff as we go down the stretch. And there's a couple things. Um, the Yankees. Yankees have problems. And I'm not talking about really because they've stumbled out of the gate since the break. But um, I was pretty much up to about one o'clock in the morning almost yesterday, uh, last night, I should say. And I watched that Seattle Mariners and Yankees game. It went 13 innings. Um, and, and I watched them the last couple of times. Last night's game was just really, you know, 
base running blunders, back-to-back innings. I mean, you have a situation where you're in the top of the 12th and Judge is coming up. He's on the on-deck circle, and you got runners on – you got one out, and you got runners on first and second. And they both get thrown out because of, you know, I don't just bad base running. One was trying to steal one. I mean, it was just bad. They had too much of a lead. I'm like, you can't get that out with judge coming up to bat, especially with the with the extra inning rules in baseball. But this is my assessment of the Yankees. The reason why I say they're in trouble. And I thought about this and it's been a topic with them for a few years. Remember Cashman a few years ago. Well, not a few years ago, actually earlier this year. He made the comments about the reason kind of excuses the reason why they haven't cashed in on a World Series of late. And he kind of a little blamed the Astros. Well, hey, if you look what they did, we, you know, that cheating and all that really cost us World Series. I don't know about that, Cashman, because the more I've looked at the Yankees, especially of late and last night, and even I go back and I remember talking about this last year, but the Yankees remind me of like those old Phoenix Suns teams, Mike D'Antoni team, Steve Nash. They're built great for the regular season. They get the one seed, get the two seed. But when it came to the playoffs, they're not really built for the playoffs. And I believe, and that's that's crazy, saying that of the pinstripes and the history they have. But what I mean by that is the Yankees, in my opinion, and only time will tell, They that was a game last night, a 0-0 game, all the way to the 13th inning. And those are the type of games I don't believe the Yankees are built to win. And when you get in the postseason and you run up against decent pitching game one, two, and three, and you've got to win games by learning. I mean, you know, Torres is up there with the bases loaded with one out. And Torres is trying to hit a grand slam. Their whole lineup swings for the fences. They don't, in my opinion, they don't really know how to play. I mean, there's very few teams that play stationary baseball anymore, but they don't really know how to just get that base hit, just get to pick up those two. They're trying to swing for the fences all the time. So despite Judge on an MVP-type pace season, despite him chasing down Maris, I just believe, because the way they look in the All-Star, and this is a problem that they've had because of their lineup, one through nine, are launch angle guys, leave it out of the park. And I believe that that's why if the Astros pitching shows up, if it comes down to that, I don't think they can beat the Astros out of four out of seven because they can't win those type of games, in my opinion. And this has been going on for the last couple of years. So I believe Cashman then built a regular season could win 100 games, could win 98. But when it comes to the postseason, their lineup and bat and moving guys over and just getting base, I don't think they can do that. They've got to beat you 7-3. They've got to beat you 10. They've got to beat you down by five or six runs, and their lineup has to be hitting that ball out the park. That's just my assessment. Mets are playing the best baseball, in my opinion, right now. They're playing the best baseball, the most consistent baseball. you got some other teams getting hot, but that's my assess- assessment. Sorry, Munoz, Yankees in trouble. I, I, I don't see them, you know, I, I know I had that list that I'd be shocked. I gave you like four or five teams that I'd be shocked they, they would, if this World Series didn't come out of this bunch of five. And I had the Yankees in there. But you know what? Last night against a team, Seattle, that has something to play for, too. They're trying to make their push and prove their position. 
they that was a that was a playoff like tense type of game and they couldn't come through with it and they've struggled since the postseason i mean since the all-star break 1-800-707-9760 also baseball otani continues to climb up and make history i think he's tied babe ruth in regards to uh season babe had some of the home runs and all that the only thing watching otani and i'm just and when i when they show the highlights then they go to the angels record i'm like i'm gonna start the free otani campaign get him and trot out of there Get him out of there. I'm serious. Otani, get him out of there now. I don't care if he ends up with the evil empire in regards to the New York Yankees. If it's a Boston, if it's one of these big markets, the Dodgers, I don't care. Otani needs to get the hell out of the Angels before he wastes any more of his years. Now, Trout is dealing with this back situation, so we don't know what Trout, if we ever going to get the same Trout once you start messing with athletes' backs. But get Otani out of there. He's steady balling, but get him the hell out of the Angels. And I really do expect there's a good chance they're going to trade him in the offseason anyway because it's obviously the ownership. Hey, man, we ain't paying that kind of money. I mean, and you and you can't really fault the Angels' ownership because they've they've shelled out a lot of money in the last 10 years, 15 years, and none of it's been a good ROI. Okay? You know the ROI. All you people that ran out and got, oh, 22 crypto, crypto, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, yeah. Yeah, those people, y'all know what ROI is. Anyway, also, um, keeping it moving, of course, NFL, we got a lot of NFL to get to. Like I said, we'll talk to Greg about the Seahawks up there, but there's other things developing. The Cowboys, shaky at best, going to start the season at the field goal kicking position. I haven't really brought this up. I know that they brought like four kickers in in camp already. I think they just settled on somebody and gave him a contract. Uh, they brought Brett Maher back. Yeah. Yeah. But am I right on that? I think they've tried like four kickers in camp. It's been a competition of at least three or four kickers they brought in. It's an open position. Okay. Let me tell you something. You're not a Super Bowl team or a contender if your special teams ain't right, especially kicking. This is a big concern for this team, I believe. I mean, Jerry a few weeks ago tried to downplay it when he got, oh, well, you know, we don't really play outside and, you know, as long as he can hit about them 35 yards, that's what we're worried about. All right, Jerry. Well, you know what I think? I looked at an offense under Kellen Moore really for the last couple of years that it came up kind of shot in the red zone and beyond the 30. That's had to basically have some drive stall out and have to kick some field goals. Look, week one through 17. Okay. Every game's important. From week one in September all the way back to January, the end of the season or end of December. And you can lose game, games for field goal kickers could cost you the division to the Eagles that everybody's high on. Washington football team. We didn't talk about, uh, you know, oh, Ron Rivera fired his defensive line coach during camp the other day. I'm like, man, I can always tell when pressure's mounting on staffs because when either GMs like Chris Ballard that show up a little, little ornery like to the media or when you got coaches that know like, damn it, my ass is on the line. And, and you know, he said they had a difference of philosophy. Well, yeah, because you know what? Chase back there, the beast out of Ohio State, his technique is not that very good. He, he runs by the quarterback a lot. He should get more sacks than he really should, should get. But that lets me know that the pressure that Ron has seen early week and a half, two weeks into camp, they're not getting enough pressure to the quarterback. And he feels like, man, I think I got like three, four first rounders on this D line. 
Sorry, man, you got to go because my ass is on the line. 1-800-706-9760. Also, Taysom Hill, New Orleans. This is kind of flying on the radar. You know, everybody, yeah, I'm kind of a little bit high on the Saints. You know, I'm really putting my faith into Jameis Winston because I know what they have on defense. But this, but their head coach, that was there on uh, Sean Payton, the defensive guy. You know, he's asking Taysom, they're asking Taysom to go play tight end. They'll line up at tight end most of the time. Taysom don't sound too happy about it. He said, hey, am I thrilled about it? No, but it's better for the team. Translation. Sean Payton, that witness protection program you under, the one that just you just pulled on the heartstrings of Sean Payton, he ain't here no more. He's waiting on that Dallas job or that Miami job. We're not going to do that two-quarterback stuff over here. Play tight end. Difficult transition. I think sometimes it's that, – that's why it really made my butt itch the whole thing about – Timothy Tebow trying to walk on or make the team last year as a tight end at the NFL level at Jacksonville. If you haven't, I mean, tight end is for one, it's really become a poor, I mean, it's become a important part of the game in the last 15 years. The tight end position has shifted. It changed. Thanks to guys like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez and uh, Antonio Gates. The tight end kind of changed, but if you look at it in the last two or three years, it's very important to an offense. There's a certain, not everybody, just because you're big and you can run, in my opinion, maybe a Pop Warner, maybe playing against the Apaches, you know, maybe playing, you know, semi-pro. But on the NFL level, you just can't walk, you just can't pick anybody to play tight end. And I don't know, I don't recall at BYU Taysom Hill ever playing any tight end. And I do, and, and if he ever lined up in the tight end position in New Orleans under Sean Payton, it was gimmicky. It was a gimmick play. That's a very interesting story there. Because, again, we haven't really talked. No one's really talked Taysom Hill. It's really been about their defense and Jameis Winston leaving practice the other day. Ankle, he's coming off of this injury. How is he going to be the year without Sean Payton first year? We have really forgot about talking about Taysom Hill and what was his role going to be. Because remember, this time last year, we were supposed to have a real quarterback competition. And I told everybody, Jameis going to win that job. Because Taysom, I don't believe Taysom is a pure you know, yeah, he, he's he's kind of that Swiss Army knife with the, you know, we need to run and we need to get around the goal. But he can't drop back 20, 25 times a game and win you a ball game, not at this level. Not with these DBs and corners. Speaking of that, if we have time, we've got to get to the NFL's, uh, according to their top 10 cornerbacks, according to David Carr of NFL.com. Still haven't looked at the list. I, I wanted to do this in real time. Uh, so if we get time, we'll get to that. Also... NFL as well. Too. Well, before we get that, a little NBA uh, news. LeBron James, Darvin Ham, head coach of the Lakers. Reportedly, they met this past week and both came to a conclusion that, yes, the offense needs to run through Anthony Davis. And I started thinking, I'm like, you know, is this one of those situations to where this is the PC thing they're putting out to either massage Anthony or to get him like, hey, man, your ass better come into shape at camp. I mean, we're trying to lift you up. Or is this one of the situations where, you know, man, 
technically LeBron don't, LeBron don't really have the energy to have the offense run to him. So before questions and media start thinking, hey, has LeBron lost a step? Is this finally declined? We're just going to put it out there that the offense is going to run to Anthony Davis. So it's either two things going on either here. Either they're massaging the ego of Anthony Davis after they've already told Russ, like, hey, nobody else wants you. You stuck here. Work on the jump shot and work on defense. Just concentrate on defense. Then they're moving on to Anthony, like, hey, man, look, we, we count on you, man. It's going to run through you. So if Anthony's one of those athletes that needs that boat of confidence to light a fire in his ass so he doesn't show up 20 pounds overweight, and granted, he had some injury, but Anthony, look, man, I've told y'all, there's certain athletes that make it to the NBA or the NFL off of pure talent. Not because they're in love with the game or totally love. They make it off of hard work because nobody becomes a professional athlete without hard work, period. But there's also when they get there and you get those money, those, those eight, 10-figure, 11-figure contracts guaranteed, it comes down to like, man... I kind of want to enjoy that. Can I, can, I, can I space it out? Can I have balance? Not everybody's the top athletes. Not everybody chasing the goats. So really, Anthony Davis could be that guy that needs that encouragement. Like, hey, man, we need, we need you, bro. Get in shape. Get that extra motivation to get in the gym. I thought that was kind of odd that they had to put that out there as we're weeks before you know, camp starting in uh, NBA. 1-800-707-9760. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dosekis. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports grind all right back here on the sports grind presented by dos Equis, broadcasting here from the hazel sky online studios calvin casey jonas clark producing 
Sam subbing in for Bartlett spinning the one and twos today. 1-800-707-9760. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. Tiger Sanitation, if you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. Great company to work for. They do a lot of stuff for the local community and surrounding areas. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the sports crime. All right. So we've got... Uh, let me see. We got Xavier checking in before we move on on Facebook Live. Uh, Xavier Morel, let's see. He said, I hope the Nets don't give in to Katie's demands. I believe he's going to leave Brooklyn no matter what. He's the biggest, whinest um, mama's boy in the NBA. He throws a damn tantrum when he doesn't get his way or someone says something about him. Um, yeah, Xavier, I mean, you know, those are things that I've said about Katie, I've called him more sensitive. I think for any in professional sports history, at least in my time frame of 45 years on this earth, I can't recall anybody that's on his level as a generational player and a superstar that has rabbit ears and as sensitive as he can be. Um, you know, most in, in our culture, because I put me in there – most dudes or brothers, I should say, that are raised with their mothers, by their mothers and single mothers, most of those guys are extreme mama's boy. Now, I had both parents, but I, I was, I people would say that I was kind of a little bit, I could say I was probably a mama's boy, but not to the extent of this. Not to the extent of that. It was just like, yeah, I love my mom. You know what I'm saying? Rest her soul. But it was, it, you know, and I, and I was raised by both parents. I think that has a little bit to do with it, to be honest with you. Um, but KD, I, you know, I said it yesterday, Xavier, you know, the reality that we live in is that NBA superstars, especially uh, generational players like KD, they get what they want and they end up playing where they want. You know, that's pretty much the truth. For the exceptions of Kawhi Leonard, because I doubted Kawhi Leonard. said, yeah, trade me to Toronto. I've always wanted to hang out with Drake. And I consider Kawhi a superstar and possibly a generate, generational talent. Now, his health is having something to say about that. But, yeah, he didn't really get to pick. But other than most, if you really, and all joking aside, if you really think about it, in the last five years, Kawhi is probably the only guy that's forced his way out of town and didn't really get to end up where he really wanted to go. Think about Anthony Davis. Wanted to be a Laker. Laker. Katie from Oklahoma. Well, that was a was that a trade? He left in free agency, right? Yeah, he was a free agent. Free agency, yeah. Yeah, he was a free agent. Who else can I think of that really end up going where they wanted to go? Paul uh uh James Harden. He's done it three times. He's done it twice. Two or three times. I'm losing count. Well, it, would, it would be two. Two. Uh, first off, going right. to the Nets and then from the Nets to Philly. Yeah. So my point is, is just they get what they want. So I feel you, Xavier. There's a lot of people frustrated and, and feel the way you do as well, too. And KD is also the definition of a ring chaser. I mean, look at just look at the teams that he's already named mm -hmm. as where he wants to go. But do we fault him for that, Jonas, about being a ring chaser? Because we've said this before on the show. I mean, this generation, KD's generation. And those guys, they see how Charles Barkley is treated every Thursday on TNT by Kenny and Shaq. Okay. They see when we talk about Reggie Miller, well, yeah, Reggie got no They've grown up to where this whole, not even the GOAT debate, but you can say great. 
they feel like 10 or 15 years from now, they don't want to be that guy. They've got to get a ring, especially where KD's at now. KD's got two. He's got to validate those. They know 80% of people don't give KD that much credit for those rings because of the team he joined. He's the one that got the MVP over Stephon. I understand that, man. I get what you're saying, but I'm telling you that that ain't the reality we live in. Why do you think that he left a good situation? He only left that situation because he's got rabbit ears and he couldn't deal with like, man, they ain't never going to give me credit. I won two chips and now they still get, I'll show them. I'll go to Brooklyn. I could do it on my okay, own. That's so, the reason so, why he left. So you go join boss. You go join Jason Tatum in Boston or you go join Jimmy Butler in Miami. What, what's preventing this conversation from just continuing? Because the, the two things, that ain't the team that eliminated him from the playoffs and that team don't have clay. The Boston eliminated that him from the playoffs. That don't have clay, Steph, they already have rings. That's the difference. They'd already been a team proven to five. That's a little bit different. He goes to Boston. He's the guy that gets him over the hump. If he goes to Miami, he gets him back over the hump. First since D Wade, first against LeBron. He left Golden State because of those rabbit ears. 1 800 707 9760. All right. Also, um, moving back a little bit to the National Football League, some other news and notes. Touched on the kicking situation with Dallas. Very shaky at best. I'm going to try to start the over uh, and under total wins starting on Friday. I want to go by division and look. But some of the other NFL news is coming out. One thing I want to touch on, Roger Goodell, because we've hit this topic like everybody else to the nauseam, and that is D. Watson, Deshaun Watson, okay? Goodell had a press conference the other day. Well, I think it was yesterday. And, you know, he really, he really went up there scorched earth on D. Watson, talking about, Evidence shows it should be a year. He was a predator, a sexual predator. And I started thinking about Kareem Hunt, thinking about Ray Rice, thinking about others that's even served an eight-game suspension or a full season. I've never heard Roger Goodell even if it's an appeal, if it's answering a question, if it's on a decision, a verdict, I've never heard Roger Goodell walk in front of a podium and talk that way for about a particular player. And the reason why I bring this up, because I believe this validates my point even more. What you heard is Roger Goodell. There was 31 other owners with their hand right there. Won't say where it was at, but it was in a puppet motion. Just imagine sticking your hand up in a puppet. And that was them talking. Like, hey, man, and this all stems from the money. And what Haslam did and how he screwed over the whole league and the other owners, they want flesh. He ain't going to get them now. He shouldn't be getting them now. To go up there and call a... You're the commissioner, okay? And, and I'm the guy that's coming to defend Roger Goodell 90% of the time because a lot of people attack him because he makes $40 million a year. A lot of people feel like he doesn't even have a hard job to do. I've always disagreed with that. But in this particular incident, it's one of those situations to where that don't even sound like you. You're supposed, even though you're the commissioner, you're supposed to stay kind of partial from the NFLPA and to the owners. And let me tell you something. Rest is so. Gene Upshaw. 
That's what ran him out. That's what got called him an Uncle Tom. Because people thought that he was too much on the owner's side and he's supposed to be representing the players. That's why that, that's what did him in. Roger Goodell, I'm not going to use the word thin line because I think he he's made so much more money for the NFL and these partnerships and you know, expansion and and you know, safety. I mean, it he's gonna be able to go, I think, when he goes. Because the NFL, the owners got their guy. Okay. Like Jerry Jones can have his coach. He can find his Dave Campo. He can say, I'm not calling Roger Goodell just he's a nobody because I think he's added a lot to the league. But the owners have found their guy that we know if we got to make you the whipping boy, that's what we're gonna do. And damn it, that's why we voted to pay you $40 million out there. Take it. Okay, get it. Did, did, did Roger get the email about the predator? We want predator out there. Did he get that? Okay. Did he get sexual with that? Did he, did he emphasize that we believe it should be a year based off of evidence? That wasn't Roger talking. That wasn't Roger talking. In my opinion. But I've given you enough evidence. 1-800-707-9760. Speaking of football... And again, we're going to be joined by Greg Bell here pretty soon. Um, but we'll see how much time we got. We can get a couple phone calls before we flip. Yeah, we got time for some callers. Oh, okay, let's go to the phones because there were some other things going on with the NFL that I thought was very interesting. Uh, but we'll go to the phones. Let's go to Carlos. Carlos, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 The Zone. What's up, Carlos? Hey, Calvin. Appreciate you taking my call, man. Uh, no big problem. fan of the show. Thank you. Just kind of wanted to talk about Kevin Durant and what you guys were uh, just discussing about him sort of ring chasing and you know why his legacy is sort of struggling right now i think in this generation a lot of these guys are ring chasing but his separate thing is that you know like you said he joined up with that solid golden state team that eliminated him in the playoffs and until he wins a ring you know apart from that i think his legacy is always going to be sort of skewed and look through a lens of you know where he didn't do quite enough so i'll, I'll let you guys kind of you know uh, play back off that yeah all right thanks for the phone call carlos um yeah I mean, it's just me personally, that is, if it's not for that and him concerning about like, look, I've, I've, you know, I've met a lot of people doing this, what I do for long, you know, for as long as I've done it. And there's one thing about it is I read people and read character of people real good, you know, whether they hustlers, whether they shady. Like they say, a fisherman always recognizes another fisherman from afar. Not saying I'm shady, but people, the people out in the street, you find they'd be like, "Man, that boy's shady as hell." Don't deal with Calvin. But the deal is, this is the deal. Let me tell you something. There is only one reason he left Golden State, and the, the, the people that I'm thinking about, I've met people. Let me get to the point I was making. I've met people that they really care what people say about them they really i don't care how much money they got in the bank i don't care what they do for a living i don't care if they're they're attractive i don't care if they're poor there's people that really are consumed by what somebody said something bad about me i've got to respond i've got to katie and then there's other people on the other side don't really care what people think Outside their family and their loved ones, their significant other, they don't give a damn what the public says about them or what a friend says or gossip. 
Katie's on the other. He cares. That's why he left Golden. What would be the other reason? You got Steph in his prime. You got Steve Kerr, best coach in the NBA. And you've got Klay uh, Thompson, one of the best shooters don't ever do it. And an organization that's willing to spend money and spend luxury tax and spend money to win. Why would you leave? Because you don't feel fulfilled. You feel empty. This is it. I thought they were going to put me up and start talking about I thought the Katie and LeBron debate starts. They trashing me. Where's that burner account, damn it? That's KD. So, yeah, that's why he left. And that's the reason why now he has no, he has no choice but to chase. That's where he's at. Because if, he, if this is the two he gets, whether he's got back-to-back MVPs or not, majority of this generation is going to sit there and say, hey, I mean, granted, he, he won't be in the class of Reggie Miller, won't be a class of Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, John Stockton, Carmelo, even though they just in the Jordan class. Because it wasn't for Jordan, they all, them, they all them asses would have had rings. But KD is at least he can say he's not in there. But his two rings won't fill that. That's what he's got to do. He's just got to win one more somewhere else. I'm not saying that's the way I look at it. I'm not saying that's fair. I'm just telling you that's reality. So if the Warriors would have lost in his first year, faced some adversity while having him. I'm looking because the, the LeBron comparison. You know, you say KD, okay, he joined, you know, the Splash Brothers and Draymond Green. LeBron and the Heatles teamed up in Miami. But my but Miami lost. They got there twice and LeBron had to elevate himself and stand above. It was LeBron and the Heatles at that point. It wasn't just the Heatles when they finally got to the mountaintop. So if KD and, and the Warriors would have lost and then KD has to find his other level, do you think that would have filled the spot in him because they would have faced the adversity? It would have been he didn't just join an automatic well, championship well, technically, team. Te- technically, but technically, take it to cheating mode. They or, did take. They technically did lose. They lost to the Cavs. Yeah, but without him. Year, without him. Yeah. So you bring him in, and but you mean he, like if they would have lost that first year with, with him, and then he could say, "All right, now I have to elevate my game. Uh, I have to be well, better." I, now I see what you're asking. I mean, of course, that's going to lighten the load a little bit. But it was already predetermined before 72 wins or however many wins they got. Well, that was the other team before he got there. My bad. Um, but that all would have been forgotten. But the venom of him just going to that team that you just lost to. But would it have changed it a little bit? Yes, of course. But they won out the gate. So that's just, that's just the deal. 1-800-707-9760. Let's get, probably make it quick, but let's go to the phones. Let's go to Martin. Martin, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone. What's up, Martin? You're right about Goodell. Goodell is a, pu- a puppet. I mean, I know what Deshaun did, but that's no way to talk about a person. Uh, talking about sexual predator, how about uh, uh, Kraft from New England? Thank you, sir. Yeah, thanks for the phone call, Martin. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, I believe that whole. I mean, the NFL and the owners have really left themselves in a vulnerable position by whether you want to say Robert Kraft and Daniel Snyder. Those and I and I and I hate to put because honestly I don't really thought I didn't think that was a big deal of what Kraft did. I mean you know, but I it's not a good thing of you know putting that. But I really hate to put him in the same group as Snyder. But if you just look at what Snyder's done, it's put the NFL in a tough situation when we come out to these fines and all that kind of stuff and suspensions. You know, when we get back, we should be joined by Greg Bell. Okay, he's of the um, 
News Tribune in Washington. We'll talk about him, about the uh, NFC West and the Seattle Seahawks. And then when we get done with him, we still got some other football. NFL is greedy. And also Marshawn Lynch gets caught in Vegas speed. I'm telling you, I got a message for the players and the pro athletes, what they're trying to tell y'all's ass in Nevada. Listen to the SportsCon presented by Dos Equis, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. <laughs> 